this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. What's up, After Buzzers? What's up, Secret Lies fans? You thought we were gone. We thought so, too, but we just couldn't because we missed you. We love the show so much, so we figured we had to meet back up one more time talk about it we have a very special person and guest very guest sorry <laughs> i'm so excited i cannot find my words guys let's just get going <laughs> you're tuned in to after buzz tv the espn of tv talk now let the buzz we are so happy and so excited I'm so terribly sorry for that stumble, but again, I'm just, I'm like a little kid. When I knew that we were going to come back again, I felt like, you know, when you go to Disney and you're like, when do we go? When do you go? It's so, Christmas morning. It's Christmas morning. Thank you for that, Taylor Gates. I've missed you. It's been I miss you. It's been a whole week. And as I mentioned, guys, we have a very exciting guest. Jenny Klein is here with us. How are you doing, Jenny? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. Wow. Yeah, thanks for yeah. joining us. Thank you for being with us. Uh, Jenny was a producer and a writer on Sacred Lies. And we figured it would be a great opportunity to bring her back in for us to discuss just, you know, like a special. We're doing a retrospective. We're going to be talking about our favorite romances on the show, our favorite scenes, our favorite fights, or just our overall favorite moments, what we thought about the show as a whole, and uh, what we wish what would have happened in the future seasons maybe mm-hmm. Jenny still won't tell us but we're going to try <laughs> to convince her to and guys again we love you as you all know in the live chat we're going to be pulling all you what you guys have to say um, any comments that you have please please this is your time we always try to highlight you throughout the other episodes as, as you know but today is really your opportunity to really jump in and be our co-host so come on in and celebrate with us we're back we are back. <laughs> so, Jenny, I have to ask you. I mean, working so closely to, to this project, it's a broad question, but what was what was the best part of it all? What was your favorite moments, maybe mm-hmm. on set, behind the scenes? Tell us. Oh, um, I just loved being in the room with this group of writers. Uh, they're just so weird and beautiful and and really just fun, good people. Um, but just to, to figure out how to tell... Minnow Bly's story, uh, and we of course had Stephanie Oaks 
amazing book to go off of. Um, and uh, yeah, and then in production, like just to get to know Elena Camporis is to to get to know a, a butterfly who's also a genius, <laughs> and um, just this incredible cast. It was really uh, just, just a tremendously rewarding experience. Yeah, what actually sort of like it like. Um, drew you to the project and sort of how did you get involved with it? Um, I was, uh, I worked with uh, the showrunner, Rail Tucker uh, on Jessica Jones and uh, she was telling me about this book she opted this show she wanted to do and I'm like, what's it about? She's like this, this girl who like escapes a cult and she doesn't have hands and I was like when that happens, uh, let's talk. <laughs> it is just it is so her, and uh, just it's such a it's it felt like a challenging story to tell, but one that I knew would be really unique to television. I, I had never seen a character like Ben Obly before, um, so it was really just uh, really attractive content to dive into as a writer, and then to find out it was going to be a half hour drama on Facebook as a storyteller, it was like, ooh, this is like a new narrative challenge like it was really cool to to break those stories and and have your mind work in a different way where it's like okay what exactly do we need because everything else goes away because we don't we don't have room Mm -hmm. yeah well i was gonna say yes this platform like facebook uh watch how is it as a creative to just have this community people hopping in giving you their opinion right away as soon as it comes out Oh my god, it was so cool. It was like, I remember sitting in my, I was in my car, I was about to go to a film festival, and the pilot was about to launch live, and I was like, what's this gonna look like? And then it showed up, and I was like, I'm gonna share it, like like a video on my feed that everyone will see, and and will reach so many people. It it just, it felt so different. It wasn't like, uh, I'm emailing someone to tell them about the show. It's mm-hmm. like, right. no, it's it's right there on Facebook and I it's know, easily available. It's so convenient, as you're saying, you don't have to set your DVR, you don't yeah. have to do anything yeah. like that. My, my parents live overseas and uh, they really enjoy watching Afterbus shows and sometimes it's hard to fully understand. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. What the panel is saying, because they don't have access to the TV show. So mm-hmm. Facebook Watch is doing, doing an amazing job with that. So yeah. shout out to this platform. Shout out to this amazing yeah. show. And the and, community. And the community. They're just so great and so positive and kind and passionate. They really are. I mean, they're going like crazy in the live chat here. Everyone keeps, <laughs> everyone keeps saying, we're season two, we're season two up. Are, <laughs> are they going to be really us about season two? We unfortunately don't have that answer just yet. Or maybe we do, Jenny. I don't know. Do I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to taunt her until she, <laughs> until she's annoyed with us. Uh, but no. here I have Morgan Cooper. Thank you so much for hopping in. All in caps. She goes, more shows, please, at the heart. <laughs> um, so that you know you have a hit on your hands. And so many people are just so loving this material. Yeah. Uh, my question to you as a writer, how is it having the book as material to work with? Oh, it was just fabulous because the characters were already so fully fleshed out, and um, it it was it was uh, just a wonderful book to read. It was um, it was like, what can we? We she just has really great lines. So it was like, if we have a great line we can use. We have, we have to work that in, um, and then. Uh, 
as, uh, as as TV makers also, you know, to like torque it up and like how do we want to divide the stories and leave cliffhangers and and keep people wanting more. Um, but it was just a really great marriage between the source material and, and the TV show itself. Did you get to talk to or work with the author Stephanie Oaks at all? Yes, yeah, Stephanie actually. I don't know if she's watching. Hi, Stephanie. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, she she um she visited the room. Um, but what was really fun was when we were shooting episode two, she came to set and she is uh in the she she brings her stuff to the uh, the truck bed when everybody's giving up their possessions and you see her at the beginning of one of the shots. Um, she was great, very natural, <laughs> an Emmy worthy performance. Yes, and and I was in Video Village with her when we see the the beautiful wide shot. Um. It just it was just glorious. Like Cynthia, our DP is amazing, and um, the prophet is bending down to little minnow to give her the apple, and I and it's directly it's from the book. And I looked at Stephanie, and she she was like, I, she's like, I'm not a crier, but like this is this is when it's hitting me. This is when it's it was real, Aww. and then I started crying too. <laughs> I was like, I'm so glad you're here. That's so cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a sweet experience. Yeah. Right? I think that what was amazing about this show is that it was just so many layers. Every character has so many layers, every storyline, plot point, everything. And you guys also were really careful when it came with this, to the idea of faith. Mm-hmm. And I felt very respectful of different religions that we were, were always mentioned and different theories. And this idea of, you know, even though you could go through, live in terrible conditions as uh, Mino did in this cult and still have this that notion of maybe I do want to be part of faith. How, I mean, creatively speaking, how uplifting was that? First of all, thank you. Like, it was definitely something in the room that we wanted to be very conscientious of and respectful. Um, and I I loved telling that story, especially writing episode seven, um, where it, where Minnow has, like, you totally get it. Like, after getting out of a cult and having your hands cut off, being scared of all faiths and all religions, but then seeing um, through an episode seven, it's uh, she just sort of like a Goldilocks through different religions, but they were positive representations where they work for, for different people for different reasons. And she's just trying to find her own. And, and it just shows how faith, faith can be there for you. But, um, it's, uh, it was also her quest to find answers for the age old question of why do bad things happen to good people? And it, and that all sort of um, interwove with a uh, uh, a part of the book where um, Angel's talking about uh, the abuse that uh, was at the hands of her uncle, and um, she and Minnow just start screaming "fuck," and it's oh sorry, <laughs> it's like, oh my god, <laughs> it's the internet. Okay, <laughs> sorry, babe, bleep, bleep, yes. and um, they uh, it's. It's because sometimes there's nothing more you can do uh, except yell that word at the top of your lungs with your best friend. And so what we did on the show was interweave that with a story of Minna looking for answers through different faiths. And she doesn't quite get that in the, get that in that episode, but um, she gets the catharsis of accepting that there is an answer in, in realizing that you're not going to get an answer and to just let that out with your friend and just... It, it was um, that was one of my favorite moments was the um, adapting that for TV and harnessing the censorship of girls' voices um, with the TV bleep system, mm-hmm. um, but still having that aspect of the book because I love that part of the book and keeping that intact. Yeah, it was like an, an orchestra. It was such a beautiful scene. It was so cathartic seeing all these girls who were just 
letting things go and finally breathing, even though for, for a short period of time. Definitely one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, well, can you tell us a little bit about, were you on set for that scene, actually? No, I was not. I um, I produced, uh, I was there for the first block, which is one and two, and produced uh, episodes five and six, um, written by Molly Nussbaum and Lindsay Villarreal did episode six. Um, but uh, Andy... Uh, did uh, produce episode seven, so he was there to make sure. And he, knew. I was like, this is like my favorite thing ever. And it was just it couldn't have been safer um, than in his hands. And Sharif Oakson directed that episode, and okay. episode eight did such a beautiful job. I was, I mean, I, yeah, I cried when I watched it, and yeah. uh, just was like, I'm, I feel so lucky that I could write something like this, and it could reach people, and I hope in some way it makes them feel a little better, like yeah. they. They can scream with, uh, you know, an angel, too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's such a um, cool scene. It is. Thanks. Speaking of our favorite scenes, um, I want to quickly go about different... I have our favorite scenes in different categories. So, okay. uh, so the question I wanted to throw to you guys, which was your favorite heart-to-heart scene? While you guys think about that, I have someone in the chat. Who, Kim Smith, shout out to you. Thank you so much for hopping in. She says, I love the interactions between Minnow and her... Uh, I'm Sally. I'm, I'm assuming she means Angel. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a real, true friendship, and I was emotional when they had to part ways. And it's true. In that last episode, those goodbyes really pulled my heartstrings. I those know. Were, you guys did a great job. I'm, I'm sure that must have been beautiful, yet really tough to write. <laughs> yeah, Molly Nussbaum and Unreal did an amazing job balancing that, and it was. It, I, I just love how we found a way to. To have everybody get their moment, including Hairnet, Hairnet Girl, mm-hmm. Hairnet Girl Forever, <laughs> um, with her her, her uh, juvie cake, which is based, it was just a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah, and Angel and Rashida mm, like, so getting their cute. moment, me so happy. I love that. Yeah. As far as heart to heart goes, oh yeah, I think. Like, I think I have to go with a really, like, stereotypical answer of, like, Minnow and Dr. Wilson Mm -hmm. in the last episode, just because that's, I mean, that's, like, the, what it had been leading up to for so long, and the fact that we finally got that, I think, was just really beautiful, and I don't know if it would be considered, like, a heart-to-heart, but um, just, like, Dr. Wilson dealing with losing his son and, like, seeing sort of, like, the flashbacks of him and sort of the ghosts of him, like, even though it was sort of different heart to heart I feel like that still sort of counts and I sobbed during those scenes oh, like it yeah. was so emotional and just yeah. so beautifully done like it was very quiet and subtle and I think that made it all the more powerful yeah really good choice like that last scene uh, the last Minnow Wilson heart to heart when he really lifts that weight off of her like this is not your fault mm-hmm. um and just th- that to leave on that note um yeah, it was really lovely. Yeah. Um, I feel the first one that popped him into mind was um, when Minnow is first grappling, when she's in Jude's cabin and she can't put her shoes on. Yeah. And she's like, I'm useless. How can you love me? And he's like, I'll be your hands. And just, and they're looking at each other. And then it was that cut to like Minnow running to him, like in the present day. It was, oh. I, I really love that. That's a great one. I think that's probably like the community favorite too. Because, really? Yeah, because everyone, um, I think that there was like a favorite, like scene, favorite Minnow and Jude scene. And everyone loved the I'll Be Your Hands quote. And I was like, I agree. That was so amazing. Sweet. Like, that was so beautiful. So sweet. Were you, did you write that one? Were you able to produce? Were you, were you on set? Or what was your relationship to that actual scene? 
Um, I had a hand in that in the room. Um, but no, I did not write that one. I did that was just like, oh, I love that one. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as uh favorite moments in really my all time is the um, although I guess it's not a heart to heart. Um, uh, no, it is the last the angel minnow scene at the end of episode yeah. seven is like my favorite yeah, yeah. so strong i think there's my, so many there are yeah. so so many and you guys that scene that you're talking about jude and her reuniting finally in present time that was my favorite one um when she's explaining to him that she can no longer go with him mm-hmm. because it it just there's so many emotions within that scene it's just excitement and finally they're getting back together and then it slowly turns into what stress and oh heartbreak God. and just you guys did such a great job again yeah. there's just so many so many layers and there's so much growth within those few words is that she's taking her independence and she no longer needs yes. someone to be her hands yeah. yeah exactly Andy and Lauren did a beautiful job with that scene and um, it reminds me of there's a line that that didn't make it on the show but i it still stays with me from the book which is like when minnow's minnow's wondering can you outgrow someone like a treehouse mm-hmm. you know like when you go back to your childhood place and it's like this is smaller than i remember and and just as a teenager when you're rapidly growing like you're different month to month um just sort of realizing that is, is its own coming of age yeah yeah that's so true Wow, that is a really good line. I know, I know. I just remember, I was thinking about that. So true. (sighs) All right. So on a lighter note, what were you guys' favorite romances? We had um, Dr. Wilson and Mrs. Bailey. You know what I'm going to say. I love Wilson and Bailey so much. Like the dude and Menno, like, of course, of course. I mean, they're like the core they're the root they're kind of what holds it together but <laughs> as far as like you know other flings like i love those two so much like i like the scene where she's um you know stealing from the gas station and tells her you know oh, i got that or whatever like i just think they just have so much like good chemistry in there yeah. they're opposites but they're like not opposites at the same yeah. time i don't know they're i love that dynamic broken pieces exactly. but the pieces sort of fit together exactly. <laughs> um okay what about you Ooh. well I just I love Minnow and Jude so much, um, uh, but actually I was like, what would be like the weird answer? And then I was like, oh, at least Samuel and Vivian. But like that is an interesting dynamic, <laughs> just as far as like the power dynamics there. Like when you really think about how that relationship was forged after Olivia's death, it's the most like I think fascinating and weird. Um, but uh, yeah, Minnow and Jude. That was like, a weird one too. Yeah, I mean like they're mm-hmm. like. You kind of love to hate them, I feel like. Yeah. Like, and it's, they're so fun to watch. Yeah. Like, they're just so juicy. Yeah. And they're like... Oh, Leah just, Gibson yeah. and Ryan Robinson. They're, they're so good. And they're we, so we, good. we heard them making very sweet. It seemed like enjoyable. Sweet. Love, love <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> so they overall seem happy in that department. Yeah, so. very loud. Which is not everything when it comes oh to a ship. Everyone <laughs> can find someone. Yes. <laughs> I love I, when Minnow also eats the note from Jude when yes. they're like in the background. It's so good and deliciously secret. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I think my favorite romance would yeah. have to actually be, and it was really short, it was uh, Angel. And I am so sorry I'm blinking. Rashida. Rashida. We, um, I really like that because it was, we te- they teased, you guys teased it a little bit. We didn't really fully yeah. see it happen, but my, the, I want to see more of that, hopefully in season two. Uh, and more importantly, it was just nice to have 
Angel kind of have something to look forward to. Yeah. And to be loved. She des- she deserves to be loved. And she actually loves so hard, whether she admits it or not. Oh, yeah. She's loyal. She is so loyal. Loyal as bleep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's really cool. Um, I know she wasn't in, like, a whole, whole lot of scenes. But just Rashida being, like, a black lesbian who is also, a, like, a Christian. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Like, yeah. that's so much cool representation kind of wrapped into one. And, yeah, and an you know, artist. Exactly. And, like, you know, you don't see that combination a lot. And I think that's what's just very cool about, like, you can be LGBTQ and, yeah. like, still be part of youth group and exactly like, that doesn't have to conflict and exactly. i exactly i really it's about love that. yeah yeah i yeah. like that a lot it's core it is I, I really hope um in my in my brain they just they continue this romance and they're just i know <laughs> they have some sort of happiness within within those uh, t- terrible circumstances that mm-hmm. are that are yeah. juvie yeah um speaking of juvie I know you guys were, we've had past guests, past writers, um, uh, Molly Nussbaum being one of them, uh, uh, Ryle Talker in episode one. So again, please go back and watch those after shows if you haven't, or even if you have, because they're they're always fun to dissect. You guys need something to get you through until season two. <laughs> Very true. Plenty of rewatch value. <laughs> exactly. Very true. Mm-hmm. A common theme uh, was this idea of just always being respectful, right? Um, and I think, again, you guys did a really good job with that. Uh, Thank and you. So... I, I know I do this a lot on these shows. I'm always just complimenting, oh. and I'm like, okay, we need to have discussions. I'm, just gonna be, I'm like the people in the chat who are like, we're season two out, we're season two out. <laughs> um, so we talked about our favorite romances. We talked about our favorite um, scenes overall, favorite heart-to-hearts. I want to know, what were you guys' favorite jaw-dropping moments? Ooh. <sighs> We had a lot of them. I love that, that yes. deep sigh from both of us over here. <laughs> Heavy sigh. I have to say, I think it was in an episode that you wrote, the actual chopping off of the yeah. hands. That one like made my heart race because it wasn't just once. It was like so many times and that was that was yeah. shocking. Even when you knew it was coming, I think that it was super shocking. It's like you think it's gonna be easy to chop off no. hands. It turns out it like takes more than one strike. Yeah. And then it's like, I guess I'm halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh. And going along with that, when we see the reveal that Constance doesn't have hands anymore. Oh my god. That was a crazy moment too. Same. Yeah. 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 I think that was mine when in the police station and she's just pulling out the hands from the jacket. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh yeah. That was that and that was like the first couple minutes of yeah. the show, season episode yeah. one, season one. I'm like, <laughs> oh set my god. tone. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um what about when we found out that Mino's dad's actually the one who chopped off the hand? That was a big reveal that we were that we were leading up to. Yeah. My jaw was definitely down for that. Oh, good! <laughs> I'm glad. It was like writing that it had to be a delicate balance of not giving too much away, but if you look back, you see the seeds of like Wilson seeing the hatchet in the tree stump and mm-hmm. um, uh, talking about the like leaning into the father daughter relationship. And you know, there was there's discussion of like, should we save this or or should we just be upfront about it, and then you spend the episodes between episodes two and seven um, wondering how could a man who's a loving father do this to his daughter and just be on the journey of getting to that point and not agreeing with it, but also understanding how this happened, but of course, along with Minnow, like never really um, being there for the why. Um, So yeah, it was cool how two and seven, like two was so about the hands Mm -hmm. and, um, and, uh, and Minnow having those um, 
the the, the horrible prosthetics that were like generic, mm-hmm. um, and then you know dumping them and being like, no, I'm I I'm I want to show myself and. Uh, oh, and when Kevin Carroll, when Dr. Wilson says, you know, I'm not afraid, like, yes. I'm not afraid to look at you. Um, I, I feel really bonded them. And yeah, yeah those are really sweet. Uh, shout out to Krisha Alana. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing her last name. She says her favorite jaw dropping moment was when Constance, when we found out that Constance was missing her hands. Yeah. Oh, that was a big reveal. I love me too. Yeah. So sad. And even the end of her just, you know, running into the fire, all that. I think anything related to to that character. Yeah. That was Constance was just like, you knew it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of sweeter jaw dropping moments, when Dr. Wilson sold his house to get her the robotic, better prosthetic hands, I think that was a shocker. But like, one that warmed your heart instead of broke it. Because yeah. I feel like we've been talking a lot about the heartbreaking stuff, but that was a really beautiful one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. people in the chat are agreeing as well. Amber says, I was stumped, no pun intended, yeah. when the little sister chopped off her hands. I think that was yeah. a big a big favorite I'm seeing in the chat. So yeah. thank you guys again. Thank you so much for uh, hopping into there. Um, we, as we said before, love this Facebook pl- uh, platform and um, we love AfterBuzz because we get to, you know, cover these shows, yeah. talk about these shows, talk about what's going on, our opinions, or you know, tidbits. We always have news and gossip and all these things and um, that's why I just, we also urge you to go on YouTube which is where our main shows uh, live and go ahead and subscribe. YouTube's really cool because once you subscribe to a channel, we have so many channels. We have drama, sci-fi, reality, reality uh, competition, which is a sort of reality Reality. We have so many channels, and if you subscribe to them, YouTube will create a feed, kind of like Netflix, right? Where you have it's catered to you, content that's directly created to you, and it really helps us grow as a network. Mm-hmm. And we love talking TV, and we love sharing the experience with us with, with you guys. So make sure to do that. Um, yeah, and we'll shout you out. And other shout outs. Um, another favorite jaw dropping moment was for me uh, was Minnow having her hand. Uh, Having her hands when she raised them up to the police. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I really yeah. didn't know this uh, was possible. And I, I was shocked to Krisha uh, again. I mean, I, I think I agree with that one, too. Because that was the literally our first scene. Yeah. And we're like, oh, wow. Okay. Because you don't really know what yeah. the show is. You no. have an idea. But then that really just pushed us into this world. Couldn't be a better opening, Royal Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Just in. Like, what is this show? <laughs> yeah. Uh, people are so loving. They're just saying just... Thank you for the show. They all loved it. Oh, thanks for watching. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it's just been really incredible to see it resonate with so many people on a really personal level. Yeah. yeah. Maggie says, "When uh, Mino didn't run away with you, that broke my heart." Yes, that is like because you weren't. I think at the beginning of that scene, you're not sure how it's gonna go, and it's it. It was. It does make you feel surprised, yeah. but also like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. And it's like at the beginning of the show, you never would have thought she would like choose to stay there, I feel like. But it makes I, I mean it makes sense that her character developed that way. But yeah. you know, watching episode one, two or three, it'd be like, of course she would run away with him. So exactly. I think that was great how it was surprising, but it definitely felt in character at the Yeah, same like she's such a curious person and so hungry for knowledge and then to suddenly be bombarded, even in the confines of Juvie, uh, with all there is in the world to just not want to run away from that. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I want to shout out Kayla um, Earthchild Funk. Ooh. She says, I am gay and talk to my God every day. 
love all in caps is the solution yeah it is yes. yeah. and thank you so much for this show with the heart <laughs> including Thanks. family betrayal interracial interracial relationships criminal backgrounds etc all in caps she goes this show is exactly what i needed awesome <laughs> so i mean as a writer as a creative as a producer just where can you work next if it's not season two I'm just saying like, it seems that you have such rich material a great team a great writer's room as we've heard in our other episodes this must be a cool place to go to work right were you yeah. excited it's time? really cool that I feel like as a writer like there's nothing better than finding meaning in your own work and being hopeful that other people can find meaning in that and so to hear things like that thank you um it's it it's like that's why we do this and and i can't say that about like every show you know it's this one it's pretty special well i know that some things were based off of different like little tidbits of different writers lives (laughs) can you tell us about i heard through the grapevine that the frog was based on (laughs) a pet that you have yes i have a lot of reptiles (laughs) um yeah uh well, I have a golden frog. It's a Pac-Man frog named Flob. With um, he's yellow with golden eyes, and um, and also the fro- frog fairy tale. It's a very, it's you know, it's a, a iconic trope. Sure. Um, and then, but I was like, maybe I can like bring Flob. Maybe it can be Flob. But then it was like, oh, Flob is not going to fly to Canada. He'll be really unhappy. And so we got um, a wonderful star frog named uh, Ziggy. Uh, who looked like Ziggy Potato Salad, as Alina called him. And uh, he was great. He hit all his marks. Um, but, yes, he was uh, a flob-inspired, as, as many things amazing. are. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite character, hands down, the frog. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, what about... Well, I mean, we can't talk about favorite characters if we... Is that really the answer mm. you want to go with? Oh my gosh, Julie. Yeah, you're putting me on the spot here. Yeah. Sure, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. Favorite character. Favorite character and why. And then I'm going to ask you, Jenny, favorite character and why in terms of, you know, you could have an answer for favorite character to write for versus oh, a very ooh. favorite character to actually see on screen. I'm sure those must be kind of are different or, or maybe they're not. Tell us. What do you... Oh. Um... I feel like Angel was really fun to write for. Like, we all really like digging into those Angel scenes because she has a lot of funny lines. Um, and uh, Keanu Madero is awesome. Um, so I really loved writing her voice. Um, and favorite character? Um, I, is it like, I know it's like expected, but I love Minnow. I just, I she's just, I, I love seeing her come into her own. I loved how tough she was. I loved how... She wasn't afraid to spit it back at people, um, and yeah. Yeah. She's hard to be. I, mean, I know. She's hard to be. Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with some minor characters. I'm going to dare to be different. Ooh. I love Rose. I think Rose is oh, yeah. such a cool character. Yeah. Um, and I just love, like, I'm a nerd and I love to read, and so anything to have to do sort of with that storyline, like Rose and Miss Bailey, I loved yeah. both of them a lot. Miss Bailey was fun to write, too. Yeah, she's yeah. Oh, I loved her character. Obviously, I think anyone that's seen this after show knows how much I love her character. Yeah. And I think Katrina Law is just like, yeah, she's a badass. It. Yeah, she had a really good dry sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, she was amazing. And I liked watching Vivian be a villain. Like, I'm yeah. not going to lie. Like, yeah. she was so fun. And having Leah in here go watch that interview, too, yeah. just made me like her. appreciate her character a lot more just because her insight 
made me see layers to her that I didn't necessarily see before. But going back and watching, you're like, oh, like she did have her heart sort of in the right place, but it was just like way too yeah. tough love. That all sorts of messed up. All sorts of messed yeah, up. Yeah, all sorts of messed up. And even when, oh, I think the jaw dropping, like not just Constance getting her hands cut off, but like, oh, Vivian did it. You know, like she no! helped me. It's like, uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was crazy. Well, who's your favorite character? Yeah, favorite come on, Juliet. <laughs> I, w- I want to say Minnow just because I think it's just, I haven't seen many characters on TV who have in 10 episodes are able to showcase so much growth. Yes, yeah. And that's true. honestly, inter- you know, were able to entertain me, but want- made, it- made me want to be better. She really did. She's a character that really made me want to be better. And she was faced with so many awful circumstances and yet always rose up, always was, there was just no excuse for her. And she always found a solution. She'd pick up a pen with either her mouth or her stumps and learn to read and write at at an older age, which is really, really tough. And Assemble yeah. to different cultures. I mean, I, yeah, I know she's an easy choice because she's our she's our main protagonist. But <laughs> but that's why I yeah. think yeah. yeah. Um, lastly, which I thought would be a lot fun to end on your favorite fight. Oh, because we had we had some fights in there. I needed just lots of them. Um, speci- specifically with the fire. There were different. I feel like there were different Ooh. fights happening within the Ooh. fire. Uh, go I for know. it. Angel um, and. Uh, Crystal? Yeah, Angel and Crystal. I was going to call her by the actress name. Yeah, Angel and Crystal, like the way that fight escalated and just a a whole episode about love and then just ending with that punch and seeing the dead-eyed angel that is there that we hadn't seen before, Mm -hmm. like a whole new shade to her. That's my favorite. I might say the one where it was right after Minnow found out that Dr. Wilson had lied to her. Oh, my God. And she just pounds the wall just because, oh, my gosh, like – Give this girl an Emmy. Like, that was so well acted. There was yeah. so much emotion in it. Agree. And it had to happen just to have it in the way it did. I think that definitely she had to reach that breaking point. Um, and so I think that was very, like, necessary. And yeah. it was very painful to watch. But yeah, so it, when she hits the walls and yes. it's bloody, it was, oh, they yeah. break open. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. It's, it was almost a little bit cathartic because it was like, okay, this is so awful to watch. But as you're saying, yeah. she needed this. And it was yeah. kind of nice to be like, okay, you, you're allowed to your freak yeah. out. I know that you've been bleeping a, an orchestra, yeah. but still, just you're going through a lot. So yeah. um, I think it was a great way for her to vent. Yes. I think one of my, my favorite scenes were, were between Jude, fight scenes were between Jude and Minnow's father. Oh, yeah. Because you have two men who both actually care about her very deeply in different ways. And they both have this commonality, which is such a strong love for the same individual, yet they completely do not understand each other. And this translates into this fight, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was a really cool dynamic. Yeah. Um, so And Jude's choice not to put the rock down. Right. You know, to not go there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. To be extremely violent. And he, I mean... As leading up to that, we he had expressed to Minnow that wanted to kill them all. How dare they say, do that to you? But he has the will to just not, as mm-hmm. you're saying, not go down there and just know it's not the strongest path. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that we kind of broke down our different scenes, uh, <laughs> this, Charlie in the chat, uh, Charlie Weaver says, I was shocked nobody killed Charlie. His, uh, his asthma did. 
um, I thought that I thought that Minnow's dad would actually kill him. Oh. Are there any scenes that you that didn't happen that you wish would have happened, or at least thought in your mind like a prediction that didn't happen? And on our after shows, we always have theories. People in the chat always have <laughs> theories, or where the you know as we're waiting for those new episodes, our brains are spinning and we're trying to figure out where these characters are gonna go. I really liked the theory that Vivian killed the prophet in order to kind of get more power. Yeah. There was a lot of people in the community Which saying she that. She did want some more power. Like, she did. I liked playing her that way in episode seven. Yeah. It's like, she's like, you better get with it, Samuel. She yeah. really, like, she's the lady in the path of it all. And I thought, yeah, I, so I liked that theory. And I think that a good would have been a cool direction too. But the inhaler was very, um, like, it tied it all back because he's, yeah. you know, when they're getting rid of all their stuff, he's like, I don't need this anymore. It's like, yeah. okay, but that kind of, like, dumb thinking this is what's going to kill you in the end. Um, but, yeah, all of the all of the theories were so good, and I think all of them would have, like, been fun to see different, like, right. choose-your-own-adventure type things. Yeah. But how it worked out, I, I think every choice was good that made yeah. it into the show. Yeah, it was cool to see. I, I know there were some theories about, like, did Constance kill the prophet? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, even having what you watch the whole thing and you're like, I could totally see how that could have happened. Um, she certainly had, had a motive. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's not, not but I hope it kept people to the edge uh, up until the moment when Minnow decides not to help him breathe, Mm -hmm. um, and walk out of that burning house. She doesn't have any hands. I can't help you. I'm so sorry. That was probably my favorite quote. My favorite. That was the best. That's so dark. I love it. Um, The thing, I mean, the show is amazing, but I know you only have 30 minutes. So in a writer's room, I'm sure you have to make those tough cuts and delete certain scenes and certain moments can't happen. Uh, We actually had uh, Molly uh, talk about this in our last episode about Uh a scene that you guys had to delete. Um, Is there any scene that you wrote that you kind of wish you could could share with us now that we didn't get to see? Um, What did we cut? I know this isn't like I don't like super miss it or anything because I like how episode seven was laid out and um, but there was a minnow attempting yoga uh, at one point um, and because it's that whole of like just let go of your anger and just breathe and like she's wobbling and this is all uncomfortable um, and then she's just like it's not for me and slips out but um, uh, that was uh, that that fell to the wayside um, but was you know a fun little beat. Did you That's end up okay. filming it and just it didn't make it into the show? No, oh, okay. It was just yeah, on yeah. the page. It's like, get snipping for length. Oh, that's but also the best. Funny, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. I'm like envisioning it yeah. as happening. Like in the reward, she was in Warrior One. <laughs> like <laughs> Elena would have done so well with it too. You just I, know <laughs> that was part of it too. Yeah, she would have had to work really hard to look bad at, <laughs> at stretching. <laughs> Um, well, we are kind of running short on time, and uh, we've gone through our favorite scenes. Taylor, I'm going to throw it to you. Is there any questions, anything you would love to ask Jenny while she's here? Yeah, I have a couple. So, episode two and seven were honestly some of my favorites, and I'm not just saying that because you're sitting here. Like, I loved both of them so much. Thanks. And I loved how episode two was really heavy on flashbacks. Yeah. Can you kind of talk about, like, making those seem authentic? We are talking a little bit before about how you basically had one scene to convince these people to get into a cult. Um, (laughs) Could you kind of talk about just, like, trying to get that right and how you knew it was, like, working? Yeah. um, That was really interesting because it was, like, at one point... Oh, I feel like I, it seems like we have 
not just even material and flashbacks as well as present day. Mm-hmm. It was it was like it was the episode where you had to pack in so much, and um, I think we struck a really nice balance um, where that episode everyone just like <laughs> like. Like you know, uh, Rashida's like, "What happened to your hands?" And, and Tracy's like, "Don't ask that." <laughs> and and Doctor Wilson is asking, "What happened to your hands?" And the audience is asking, "What happened to your mm-hmm. hands?" As we're just telling this sweet father daughter story mm-hmm. and um, a, a story about people who really just want a better life, and then a pregnant mother who is terrified to go into the woods. Um, oh, also Olivia Blythe, amazing character. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it was. Um, and then to 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 sort of um, seed in seed in the apple tree um, <laughs> of it, the fairy tale aspects. Um, it was it was all with the that thematic of the hands and um, just sort of like owning your own power by the end uh, for Minnow and Angel. So while you have the gut wrenching moment of when oh, and Elena though she, her performance at the very end it was my dad my dad cut off my hands after you've just seen this little girl take her father's head and walk mm-hmm. into the woods um, like we it, it felt like a, a poetic marriage of the the flashbacks in the present day yeah for sure we've talked a lot about that how there's lots of um, like sort of images that really transition well into each other and cool. tie into each yeah. other like the the blood on the candy and the blood on the I think it was flower a yeah rose yes, petal yes yeah. yes exactly. And one thing that I loved about the show was we didn't, we it wasn't like you cut back to therapy and off minnow like thinking about something. It was um, the transitions through uh, like through scene matter and or uh, or contrasting scenes, mm-hmm. and it it was like it was expecting your audience, as this whole community is, to to be smart and to keep along with um, realizing when we're in flashback and just sort of taking in the story as an organic whole and not needing these like signature springboards into like okay we're in flashback. Sure. And so I really loved how natural that felt in in uh, Rails approach to uh flashbacks on the show yeah and you were on set quite a bit you were yeah. on for a couple episodes which is awesome yeah, so fun yeah do you have any like fun behind the scenes things or like yes. any <laughs> weird like bloopers that you can share so the first thing that comes to mind is when we were shooting episode five and there's uh the killing the giant song <laughs> um kill the giant if mm-hmm. we do and uh it was me and sarah boyd the director who's fantastic and elena and we were just trying to work out like how does the song go <laughs> and like what are the dance moves and just i have like a video of like elena sort of doing like should the stab be like this or maybe it should be as i'm walking and um it was very funny to sort of figure that out like the lighthearted aspects of this cult um that was really fun and um and just it was it was really lovely when um when shane who plays jude came in and seeing elena and shane bond like on and off screen and just sort of like laugh together like as like as people as friends that are just coming to know each other as well it was just really nice it was really sweet like there's sweet people that's so fun we kind of talked about like your favorite characters, right? Was there were there any characters that were like especially challenging for you, or mm-hmm. any storylines that kind of you ran into some trouble with? Um, I wouldn't say like trouble, but things like like Doctor Wilson being a psychologist who works with the FBI, mm-hmm. like you really want to get that right. So we did a lot of research, um, and uh, our support staff on the show, um, Kimi Lee and Lindsay. Uh, just they exhausted that as well as through our, our um, juvenile detention resources mm-hmm. um, and like 
they're just because the ones I wrote like come to mind first, but um, like episode seven, talking about the idea of sunk cost Mm -hmm. and how people get so far in and they have done so many terrible things that it's too late to back out. And that being uh, like a a real aspect, not just of cults, but of like narcissistic, like the manipulations by a narcissist, um, uh, which I was reading about and was like, that's a real thing that a lot of like teens deal with in like regular in just relationships. Um, like the first thing when you search is like dating a narcissist, like how to tell. And um, but it's also a factor with cult leaders. So just wanting to get you know all the like Dr. Wilson's point of view accurate. Yeah. And then, do we have time for one more question, Julia? Yeah, we definitely do. I just want to know if you have any advice for people who want to get into the industry, whether it be writing or producing, because, I mean, you've kind of done it all. <laughs> um, well, I would say, I know it's, it's what everyone says, but, like, to just write, like, uh, it's like you toy with ideas, like, what what's the harm in just, like, in, in pulling out your notebook or, like, opening a document and just seeing where it goes. Um, like there's no pressure. Um, and as far as getting into TV writing, Mm -hmm. um, I found it helpful to to just, I know it's, it's a lot of it's in New York and LA and just like putting yourself in an area where, uh, you can get these opportunities. And I started as a writer's PA for years on a show called Supernatural and to just want, I just wanted to be around writers and to absorb, um, how to how to do this and i was just writing my butt off every single night after work and yeah. to just be to, like no one should be working harder than you to to make your dreams come true so oh, it's i like yeah, that it's a like, great quote <laughs> great quote push that rock up that hill yes <laughs> um one last question charlie in the chat charlie weaver says if you could change anything would you uh Hmm. I would say no. Uh, I don't know. Good. I love the yeah. I was, I was I hoping know. you would say that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't personally. I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't change a thing. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's okay. nice. That's why I, was, I was like, this is a perfect question. I, was, I had an inclination that would be your response, and I was like, that would be a perfect last question. Yeah. And do you I, have any other projects you want to, like, plug while you're here, too? Because we want to keep following your career, oh, obviously. Thanks. Um... Uh, well, I am, uh, I'm currently writing for a show called The Witcher on Netflix, um, but that'll be out in a while. Um, uh, I have a, a short film called Last Meal that's uh, currently in festivals. Ooh. Um, and, uh, I wrote for Marvel's Cloak and Dagger, Ooh. which is also newly on Hulu, on uh, Freeform, and just love, I'm really fortunate where I, I I love the things I've gotten to write uh, and these teams I've gotten to be a part of and, and Sacred Lies is no exception. So that's just awesome. and go back and watch Sacred Lies again. Yeah. <laughs> yes, again, and I think that's just the best way to, to get that season two. All you guys in the live chat just keep asking about it. It's just we need those we need to prove that there is, you know, this community and this community is so strong. You guys have proven that, but um when it comes to this business, my numbers unfortunately kind of dictate a lot of things. So keep watching, keep yeah. re-watching, share with your friends. What's so cool about Facebook is that you literally yeah. have the share button. Yeah. So 
go for it. It's no not excuses. just like telling people about a show. It's super easy. So yeah. we really urge you guys to do this because we want to come back. I know we came back today because we wanted to come back yeah, so much. I'm so glad. Thank you. <laughs> and we wanted to come back for, you know, like a special. And we want to come back for season two. So, guys, thank you so much for sharing this experience with us. Thank you so much, thank Jenny, for coming oh, in. Thank you so much. This was so fun. This was the best. What is, if people want to follow you on social media, what is your social media handle? How can they do that? Um, well, you can find me on Twitter. Um, my handle is uh, Jenny, J-E-N-N-Y, D-E-L, herpes, Jenny Del Herpes. <laughs> Lame joke, I know, and an old one. Um, <laughs> but that's my Twitter handle. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, I just look forward to seeing more of you, more of your voices on the Sacred Lies community. Perfect. Yeah. Taylor Gates, where can they keep up with you? Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at alphabet underscore Anne, on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. I'm also hosting the after show for the other Facebook Watch um, show called Sorry for Your Loss. We're doing a special episode tomorrow at 3.30, doing cool. episodes like 2 through 4. So catch up on that and then join us for that. And then Laundry SVU every Thursday at 8. Sweet. Yeah. Well, there awesome. you go. You have it, guys. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can do so at Bonjour Juliette. And I'm also hosting Shameless, which is back, and we're so excited. I love, love, love Shameless. Awesome. Uh, so make sure to go check out that after show. We're taping that later tonight at 7 p.m. Um, but guys, again, lots of love, and we will hopefully see you again. Yes. Bye. Executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.